0: This is I'm I'm really excited for this episode. I learned a lot we're gonna have a great conversation and it actually gave me an idea for a whole nother topic Ooh. that was not on our list but it's gonna be but I'm not gonna put it on there because I don't want you to see what we're gonna do. It's gonna be a complete total surprise. Okay, that's fair. I'm excited. yeah. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. We're ready. Okay, what is our? Do we have an intro?
1: No, I think we just go like, "Hey, welcome to Two (laughs) Girls Who Scare Easily." I'm Andy, and I'm Katie,
0: (laughs) and that's That's our our intro intro, right now. We we did it. Hey, everybody. Um, welcome to episode three. Episode three. This is episode three. Yeah. I'm nervous because it's like my turn to share with the class.
1: I know. I'm nervous a little too, but that's because I have control issues.
0: (laughs) If I'm doing anything wrong, you can like tap me in the chat.
1: Oh, no. I'm sure you were going to do a beautiful job. I'm just.
0: Katie, this is the worst fucking appointment or episode that you've ever done. Ever. To be honest. Never doing this podcast again.
1: I wasn't even sure that the episode was going to get recorded. Because I've just been like, this week, like, it's just everything. My kid's sick. My other kid's throwing tantrums. Like, things just aren't working. I have on my computer, um, in Chrome, like, the top right rectangle of the screen, just, I can't click anything there. And I don't know why. Did that just happen? No, it's been like the past few days. And I don't know anything about computers So, it's a thing. Um, And it's only sometimes, but that's where all the login buttons are. Oh, God. Uh, No, but, like, it's getting to the point of ridiculousness. Um, So, today, I was at work, and my day job is uh, I'm a creative director for an apparel company. And so, part of my job... Mm -hmm. I know. Ooh, la, la. You fancy. Right? sound like a real grown-up. <laughs> um, but part of my job is I needed to take some photos of these hoodies that we made so that I could put them onto Shopify for our client. And so I took the photos, and I was editing them. I was, like, removing the background on my computer. And I'm like, what? is this spot behind the hoodie and I zoom in and it is a giant spider that I did not see when I was taking pictures. It's like, what the fuck? And so I run back out to the like photo thing we have set up. and it is still there. And so I'm a nerd, um, like a, a huge nerd. And so I got like as close as I dared and took like a close-up picture. And then I uploaded it to uh, this app called iNaturalist that like identifies it for you and like crowdsources to make sure it's right. And like it tracks the different species of plants and animals and stuff that are like in your area. That's Um, really cool. Yeah. I'm kind of obsessed with it. I have so many pictures of spiders and I don't even like spiders. But um, so it told me that it was a widow and so I've, freaked out. And, uh, I went and I got our embroidery manager and I made him kill it for me. I did um, confirm yeah. that it was a widow though. Cause I flipped it over and I'm like, oh yeah, there's red on its belly. Oh,
0: Super. God. Please no, please remove it.
1: Yeah. Please. So then my boss was gone. Uh, when this was happening, he had like run an errand. And so he got back and I told him and he was like, what the fuck? Burn it down. We're done here. We don't work here anymore.
0: Whole warehouse. You know what? We'll Whole get a new warehouse. one. fine. We'll get a it's new fine. one. It's fine. Doesn't even, it doesn't even matter.
1: It's, it's fine. full of apparel. It'll go up quick.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I got a spider in my car one time when I was driving. And I tell ya, I tell you, I don't know where it came from, but I was actually proud of myself. That I didn't get into an accident. I didn't run off the road. I did pull over into a turn as quickly as I could to handle the situation. Um, that
1: but I was impressive. Like,
0: I was like, oh, because sometimes in the summer, you know, and shit like that, you'll get like a spider outside, like on the outside of the car. Mm-hmm. And that was my first assumption. And I was like... It doesn't look backwards when I was, like, staring at it on my window. And I was like, why does oh, it no. look like I'm seeing the right side? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just completely, like, left my body so that I could <laughs> do what I needed to do. And I was like, boom, I am not here. Everything's fine. Stay calm. You are operating a multi-ton vehicle right now. Get it together. And then I did what I had to do. And normally if I see them out and about in mother nature or in my garden their removal does not result in death. But if they are in my home or that close to my face, it does. And that's just that's just how it is for me. I do not relish yeah. the opportunity, but like I don't want anything with that many legs crawling in or around or on me. It's not, Mm -mm. no, thank you. Mm -mm. Please no.
1: Just please, please no. I will usually leave them alone if they are outside. Inside, I usually make someone else kill them, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, The only exception is that we had this really cute jumping spider. (laughs) It was like iridescent green. It was very cute. It was black with like green, I don't know, fang things. That's
0: adorable.
1: It was adorable, Aww. and I didn't want to kill him. He lives in my front door frame, and so I named him Jumpy. And the kids found him one day, and I wouldn't let them kill him. So now we have a pet Jumpy spider named Jumpy. Now you have a Jumpy spider in our front door.
0: Hey, you know he's not bothering anyone. He's just he's just doing his right. thing. He's just living. He's living his life. Yeah, like, that's fun. So, I guess, despite this conversation, we're not a podcast about spiders. Although, you know, someday we might be. Um, what are we...
1: There are tarantula migrations we could talk about. That's kind of spooky.
0: Actually, yeah. It's kind of like, damn, Mother Nature, that's crazy. Maybe we'll do that as a segment sometime.
1: <laughs> we could do an entire episode of crazy... Mother Nature, Colorado.
0: Yeah, because she Cause does. There's an
1: animal. There is an animal in Colorado that I didn't find out lived here until I was eight years in, and I was very upset that no one ever told me about it. What animal? It's called a ringtail, and it looks an awful lot like a lemur. They're freaking adorable.
0: I'm, I'm looking this up. The ringtail cat? Mm,
1: I don't know if it's. I don't think it's actually it's a an, cat, but it's yeah, sometimes it is an, it an animal. That, yeah. It
0: does look like a lemur. That lives here? That lives here. They're hard to find, but they live here. Son of a bitch. Right? You're the cutest thing I've ever seen. I know! Look at your floof! Look at your butt! Uh Oh my god! Why did no one tell right? me about this until now? That's what I said. I don't appreciate that, Colorado. Okay, well then that settles it. We're going to have to do a special segment on all the crazy mother nature. But besides that, Andy, what is our podcast about? Our podcast
1: uh, features us telling each other stories that happen in or around Colorado that are specifically spooky or weird or interesting. We have a pretty broad definition.
0: We do. I feel like there should be a broad definition of weird. Weird is yeah. in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> um, do So today is my episode. And the fun fact about us is that Andy does not know what I'm going to speak about. Likewise, I will never know what Andy is going to speak about. So this is exciting. Oh, just in case you didn't already figure out, everybody, um, we cuss and we say whatever we want. This is not a child friendly show. Um, nope. So do with that um, what you will. That's on you. Um, is there anything else that we needed to add? Any housekeeping stuff?
1: I don't think so. Okay. Are you
0: ready? I am so ready. I am very excited. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> okay so everyone
1: knows exactly how old we are
0: yeah i am a i'm a full millennial i am deep in it i'm hardcore in it and you know i'm fine with that well i mean i can't change it so i have to be fine with it
1: exactly there are worse things to be there are (laughs) there are worse
0: things to be like i could be an asshole that's the worst thing to be it's true I, yeah. I mean, I think depending on who you ask, if you talk to some of my exes, they might be like, well, you are an asshole too. And I would say, hey, you were an asshole first. So. I think much
1: like weird, asshole is in the eye of the beholder. It's true.
0: Yeah, asshole is in the eye of the beholder. So on the subject of assholes, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, today's, today's episode is about the urban legend primarily found in the Denver metro area, the Hatchet Lady of Red Rocks, Ooh. which I knew absolutely nothing about before researching this. I was like, what do you mean there's an urban legend having to do with Red Rocks? I'm not surprised, but, like, what are you talking about? Um. So anyone who is from this area and by this area i mean golden morrison denver if you've lived in the area and you've been around red rocks the amphitheater specifically um for any length of time you might have heard the urban legend i know a lot of locals who like went to high school here definitely heard about it and stuff like that naturally there are infinite amounts of variation in the urban legend, depending on who you talk to. So I tried to synthesize and I found one source that seems to be the most like, this is the main thread of what the story behind her is. According to the urban legend, she can be found in the hiking trails, like on and around the hiking trails, like right by the venue which are absolutely beautiful to go around in the day. And there's some great hikes and there's some beautiful views, but at night, obviously they get a little more spooky because they're not very well lit. And the rumor has it is that you will see her in the classic urban legend fashion. If you are driving down to a secluded spot to have a lover's lane, um, or if you're trying to potentially sneak in to a show, at Red Rocks, which happens a lot because Red Rocks tickets tend to be expensive. Yeah. Um, so one of the theories, the main theory is it's the ghost of a woman. Some of them say that she was homesteading in the area. Some of them give her a name, Old Miss Johnson. Uh, and she would pull a coat over her head and swing a hatchet to ward off her daughter's suitors, insisting that none of them were good enough for her. <laughs> um Some of the more intense versions of the legend say that she actually did, like, kill some of the suitors, and that's what stained Red Rocks their deep red color. We'll go into more of that. Some people are intentionally trying to find where they think she might be buried, so they try and hike the trail to an old graveyard that's in Red Rocks Park. You can't get into it. It's locked. Um, because I didn't the, know there was a graveyard, though. There is. I think it's called, like, Morrison Graveyard, if it even has a name. I honestly don't remember. Um, it's it simply, it was because that area was homesteaded. So it was just a small, like, really local grave plot. And it has since been locked because humans cannot have nice things and vandals. Now, the urban legend says that she's buried in there. Whether or not that's true, nobody's able to investigate. Also, since no one really knows what her name is, that's kind of an issue.
1: That makes it hard. And I feel like there were a lot of
0: Johnsons. Like that's Johnson is a very ambiguous. Everyone's like, oh, Miss Johnson, old oh, Mr. Johnson. Right. They're probably like, my last name was actually Franklin. Like, nope. You're probably. Johnson. Now. They probably
1: just called everybody Johnson.
0: Yeah, because it's, here you go. So another version of the theory is that it is the spirit of a homeless woman who was living in a cave in the area in the 1950s, but the most complete legend that I found, courtesy of a blog, Denver Horror Collective. Ooh. So they say, sometime in the mid-20th century, a poor couple lived on the outskirts of Morrison. He was ill and she was mean and already a little crazy. They struggled to get by. When he died, she lost the house but took up residence in one of the many small caves that riddle that section of Dakota Ridge. Dakota Ridge is simply the, like, the wall of the Red Rocks. That's kind of, like, behind the venue. Gotcha. Um, After he died, her mental health took a downward spiral. Soon she took to wandering the edges of town with a hatchet in her hand, muttering to herself while she gathered firewood. She became more unhinged and violent with the passing of time. She snarled at anyone she saw, sometimes charging without provocation. She always slipped away before authorities could address the problem and became a sinister presence among the red sandstone formations along the banks of Bear Creek, especially around dusk and after dark at some point she must have died of old age but that hasn't stopped her harassing anyone foolish enough to wander upper bear creek at night or presumptuous enough to sit in their car on an unlit stretch of winding road if anything taking spectral form has liberated her (laughs) the hatchet lady appears as a dirty uh, appears as a hag dirty and ragged bony hunched with a formidable nest of gray hair. She moves with astonishing speed and strength. When she swings her hatchet, she yowls like an animal and bears her gapped yellow teeth. She'll chase you on foot or in your car, but everyone seems to lose her at some point. So, that is the cautionary tale of don't uh, take a lover's lane drive or try and sneak into a show at Red Rocks or otherwise disturb her, or you might see the hatchet lady. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. I um, love that. Have you ever, did you ever
1: hear that one? No, I had heard of it, but I had I didn't, like, look up any of the details. I was just, I think I was looking yeah. at a list of, der- of Denver urban legends, and she was, like, yeah. listed, but no, I've never yeah. heard it.
0: It's a super, it's a super popular one. A lot of blogs that I've seen, a lot of locals, especially in, in high school age where all you can do if you want to make out or smoke or do other things is hang out in a car up on mountain roads where, as we can both attest, there is nothing, there's no lights, especially in Morrison. Um, Oh yeah. A lot of people will say that they have been chased by her and whatnot um, so a lot of the narratives, even in the sources that I found, are just recycling each other, which is how urban legends get started yeah is it tends to be one thing that happens, and then the rumor mill just churns and churns and churns and builds on top of itself and then suddenly it's and then the kids parked the car, opened the door, and there was a hook on the car door. <laughs> When in reality, it's like, you know, they, there was a runner at night and they almost hit him and he like shook his fist at them. And then that turns into like a hook handed man, stuff like that. But there might be some credibility to portions of it. There was another blog, a woman named Connie, and I really appreciated the pictures that she chose. Hmm. so she's also from this same area in as, and she lived in jefferson county for a really long time so she actually talked to the descendants of a morrison homestead family that still live in the area they're called the rooney family there is uh rooney ranch there's like an elementary school so this family settled in the area, I think in like 1863 or something like that. And they bought a ton of ranch land and the families lived here ever since. They still do. So she actually went and talked to them and said, is there anyone that you ever heard of that became a bit reclusive and potentially like moved out or like lived in the caves at any point in time, something like that. So according to them, they... They were the ones who said her name was Mrs. Johnson. There was no first name. Hmm. Um, And they said that there was someone named Mrs. Johnson who got a land grant issued in the early 1900s. And she did live in the area, but she got very upset when the planning of the amphitheater began. And she was like messing with construction and generally causing a ruckus because she didn't want them to build the auditorium um i mean i guess i get and, it like if your house is right there and they're
1: building this big concert venue yeah now i the, think that about because there are like houses up there there like, are how that would get really annoying I yeah
0: imagine. i think so i mean especially if they're playing a band that where you don't like the music <laughs> right? um, what if
1: it's like a band that you despise be and then you just
0: hearing them in your skull and it's like you can't even turn anything down
1: it's like a wednesday night and you have to work the next day you're like
0: son of a bitch i mean there's all those signs on the property of like absolutely you cannot park here like stay the fuck off we will shoot you and you're like okay you know what i wasn't even thinking about that but like point taken um so according to this blog If you believe what the Rudy family says, then Mrs. Johnson did live and die in the area. Um, And she would have been buried in the area, but again, there's no first name or anything we can really trace it back to. And no one can get into the cemetery because it's locked. So there might be a bit of credibility in that regard, that there was probably a number of elderly women who were old homesteaders or miners or farmers who lived in the area and maybe were a little crotchety towards the youths. And then that spirals into this ghost will chase you swinging a hatchet and screaming at you. Okay. Okay.
1: I would believe that. I feel like you had to be a little bit crazy to be a homesteader.
0: Yeah, definitely. And they would stay on their land from either, like, when they got it until the time they died or second generation, birth to death. I mean, that was – and they would get testy if people encroached on it. Um,
1: My ancestors, I guess, homesteaded Nebraska. And just what I've heard about the women there, like, yeah, they're they're wild, man.
0: It's (laughs) it's entirely possible that parts of that story are based on, like, real – actual people so i thought let's let's give the folks a history of the actual area for people who aren't familiar with colorado red rocks and morrison is do we call it south i always say we're going up to red rocks it's definitely west because you're heading into the mountains But is it like north of Denver or is it south of Denver? It's kind of just west of Denver. Yeah. Really not far. It's, I mean, with no traffic, it's about 30, 35 minutes west of Denver.
1: I think it's only 25 for me.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like really not far.
0: Yeah. I know. It's... Well, I think the only reason it seems like it takes so long to get there is because every time I'm going there is for a concert and everybody else is going there too. So there's a bunch of traffic.
1: You know, I've never seen a concert there. It's on my bucket list. (laughs) I've been there a million times, but I've never gone to a concert. Oh that's not totally true now. I went to Movie on the Rocks or whatever they call it.
0: Oh, yeah, Film on the Rocks. Those are really cool. Film on the Rocks. And they had the
1: little, like, School of Rock kids perform – beforehand it was amazing and adorable and i love them so much Was
0: that the movie that you went to go see school of rock no we actually saw Sandbot. nice oh that's a good one oh, i saw jurassic park there it was oh, unreal nice. i bet that was, was amazing it was, it, was, it was jurassic park was made to be shown in red rocks especially because i mean red rocks are i'll go into it The uh, geological history of Red Rocks, it was actually formed in an upper Jurassic period of time. So it was even better. It feels like prehistoric.
1: Yeah, it still looks like a dinosaur could just pop out at any minute.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It still does, which is part of its beauty. So Red Rocks, which is in Morrison, Colorado, west of Denver. The elevation is roughly 5,764 feet above sea level almost a mile not quite um so for some geological history the rocks themselves are part of a larger formation of sedimentary rock known as the morrison foundation formation it stretches it's fucking huge so the morrison formation goes from canada down to new mexico and from utah to basically kansas so it's this huge stretch they call it the morrison formation because they found uh the typology of rock in morrison that's where it's most exposed that's where they first saw it but then they continue to see that exact same exposed rock bed all throughout this whole area that's crazy the reason that it's so big is that it is the seabed of an upper jurassic Uh, intercontinental seaway a lot of colorado actually was underwater for millions of years and it is because it was under an ocean and then this whole area had the other like associated marshes and beaches surrounding it's why we have the highest concentration of dinosaur and prehistoric animal fossils in the united states because there were a lot of dinosaurs here
1: i didn't realize that either
0: yeah, there's a fuck ton. There is so there's a big dinosaur ridge which is north like um in a different area of Colorado. But there's also a smaller dinosaur ridge that is in Red Rocks. You can go see fossils that are still embedded in the rock and there's a small museum in Morrison where they actually did remove some of the larger fossil samples. And so you can go see them. And they were all found right there. So there were dinosaurs all up in this shit. In fact, um, that's the reason that the Colorado Rockies, the mascot, is a triceratops. It's because they found a triceratops skeleton when they were excavating to build the stadium. Nice.
1: They found one, like, right by my house, too cool it's not actually a triceratops but it's something that's like really similar but they were trying to i want to say they were building a firehouse or something i don't remember now but yeah Mm -hmm. they found a dinosaur yeah
0: so there's dinosaurs all over this place right um now contrary to the urban legend the red is not from old Mrs. Johnson hacking the limbs of potential suitors. The red in the red rocks is actually because of a high concentration of iron that's in the rocks. And then when it's oxidized, that turns red with age and time. So that's why the rocks are actually red. And they're sedimentary rocks, which will come back into play later on when we're talking about some of the other crime-related events that occur.
1: Um, I mean in defense of the urban legend there's also a lot of iron and blood.
0: There is a lot of iron and blood. That would have so, been a lot of know.
1: that would have been a lot of suitors though. Like she would have had to be real busy.
0: Yeah, and she'd have to go back in time to to die stuff before it becomes a rock. I don't know. I I mean it could happen. I guess if you're a ghost, time and space mean nothing to you. Maybe She's gone back in time and just murdered a bunch of people, and then that's how the rocks.
1: Maybe she went back in time and murdered a bunch of dinosaurs, and that's why there's so many fossils.
0: <gasps> she was a <laughs> prolific animal murderer, and we didn't even know. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the greatest serial killer of all time. She's right under our nose. It all adds have done- thought? So... The distinctive fins, um, maybe for social media purposes, maybe someday we'll actually post a picture of Red Rocks. If people are listening to this and they're like, I don't even fucking know what Red Rocks is, just Google Red Rocks amphitheater. You will instantly see two huge, I mean huge, juts of rock that stick out. They give Red Rocks its very distinctive shape. They also create the bowl that naturally gives it some of the world's most amazing acoustics.
1: Think. Uh, those are called. Think Lion King
0: for that. Yes, think Lion King. One of them is called Ship Rock, one of them is called Creation Rock. So the fins were named. I lost my place in my notes. <laughs> yes, okay, found it again. So the fins were called the Fountain by Stephen Long's expedition, which came through Colorado to map this area and the rivers and stuff like that in the 1820s. Stephen Long is where we get Long's Peak and Zebulon Pike is where we get the name of Pike's Peak. Although those are not their original names, they were named by indigenous populations for thousands of years before that. Um, So at the time in the 1820s, Colorado was in Mexican hands. But the Ute, Mountain Ute, who I looked up and I'm trying really, really hard. I looked up the pronunciation of what they actually call themselves. I believe it's pronounced Weemanooch. So if I got that wrong, I am so sorry. But I looked it up and I found the phonetic spelling and I tried to match it as close as I could. So the Ute, Mountain Ute, were living in the area the Red Rocks Amphitheater is and they had been living there for thousands of years but from here on out I will call them the Ute because that is how they refer to themselves Ute Mountain Ute is the federally recognized like US government name but I would prefer to go by you know how they actually refer to themselves I appreciate it of course So the Wimanooch lived in the area, so did the Arapaho, so did the Cheyenne, as well as dozens and dozens of other indigenous tribes who lived in this area. And the Wimanooch used the naturally occurring caves in Red Rocks, and they would live in them. like built the free house, man. Fuck yeah. Like, of course, that's just really smart. Um, And they would use all of the natural resources that were in Red Rocks and they probably also knew that the, the bowl that is the amphitheater sounds naturally incredible. Like, I am sure that they knew about that. Everybody knew about that. I would assume. So they were using that for a long time. And unfortunately, at Red Rocks now, they have gotten better and they have done some archaeological surveys and digs and they found more traces and evidence of indigenous peoples that lived in the area and like artifacts that they left behind and etchings and stuff like that. But unfortunately, as with most things, when white people get their hands on it, a lot of it was lost because of various times of construction and honestly, nobody thinking it was super important and drunk concert goers like fucking with shit, which is why the cemetery up there is closed is because people go to Red Rocks and get super drunk and like you bet your sweet butt that they would go in there and they would break things and there was a very long history of people doing that and just like disclaimer don't fuck with gravesites. just don't right don't it's rude it's rude
1: yeah I don't have anything to add me. to that <laughs> it's just rude don't do it just
0: let them be in peace leave them alone just leave them alone you don't need to touch that shit I really love Um, cemeteries, too. Like. I find them incredibly soothing. Right. And I love walking in them and sharing the experience. And I might take a very non-damaging grave rubbing, but don't spray paint. Don't knock shit off. Don't break someone's headstone. Like, that was a living, breathing human being. And that is somebody's loved one. And, like. Don't steal shit. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Don't, don't steal shit. Also, surefire way to get haunted. Right? Like, I was just going to say that's that. That's how you, that's how your ass gets possessed. Don't do that. Don't pocket something from a gravesite that you stole and bring it home with you. You think a spirit isn't going to rise up from the dead and go, knock, knock, bitch. You're wrong. You're going to go, hey, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Especially the hatchet lady. Come on. The hatchet lady's going to get you. That's her number one thing. So, as far as Red Rocks goes, the 1850s, mid-ish, early, mid, 1850s is when American and Western folks started coming into and homesteading and settling the land. Um, And I, that did we have to acknowledge in Colorado history that that happened with the forced removal of indigenous peoples from the area. And it is absolutely part of Colorado's history. So it's probably going to come up a lot. Um, Just as a heads up for folks, like it's a terrible thing in our history and we're going to cover it because we got to be honest about that shit. Yep. So the first ever recorded Western owner of the land that is now the Red Rocks Amphitheater and Park, was a man named Marion Burtz in 1872. He sold it to a railroad tycoon named Leonard Eicholtz, And he was the first one who developed Red Rocks into not an amphitheater, but a park. So they put a narrow gauge railroad in Morrison, which was kind of the lifeblood. It's why Morrison was founded in the first place to be the, one of the bridges from, mining mountain towns to Denver and silver and the markets and meat market and all of that other like trade and crossroads. And a narrow gauge railroad was at the time, the most secure way to do that. If anybody ever wants to learn more about narrow gauge railroad, I know way too much (laughs) for no reason. Um, and this is not that podcast, but someday I might go into a little more depth about the benefits of, of narrow gauge and high elevations. Anyways. Now I'm actually intrigued (laughs) and we're going to talk about this later. (laughs) Uh, So Eichelt was the one who added roads, some rough trails, like picnic grounds, so that people could explore the park and, you know, do the classic, like one person runs over and does a little clap and the other person runs over and does a little clap. Uh, You know how, like when you go to science museums and they have those half shells that are all the way across a room? So he sort of made Red Rocks to be that kind of area where people could just enjoy the beauty and explore the natural acoustics. So then he sold it to a guy named John Brisbane Walker in 1905. And Walker is the one who gave it its first official title as Garden of the Titans. And it was his idea. He put the wooden stage down And he was really, really, really trying to make Red Rocks a tourist trap, like a tourist sensation. Mm -hmm. He was trying to pull people from Denver and work with Denver to say like, hey, kids, come on up. So the first concert, which was, I think it was an Italian opera singer, that was performed in 1906. And it didn't have... Obviously, any like speaker systems or anything like that. It was just a stage and then it worked with the surrounding acoustics. But the stage was where the stage is now. Oh, neat. Um, And it was fairly popular, but not like crazy, crazy popular. He suffered financial losses and he had to sell the land. So he sold a part of it to a different entrepreneur. And then that entrepreneur donated Red Rocks to the city and county of Denver in 1927. And Denver ended up purchase, purchasing all of the land. Air bunnies, air bunnies. When I say purchasing, because they they pulled a lot of like eminent domain. We're just going to take shit from homesteaders or we're going to use coercion basically make them give it to us and it's because they wanted the land during the great depression the um civil conservation corps was actually the people who built the training post and the stage that is there now Hmm. so as we the park as we see it now the construction started in 1936 and it was finished in 1941 and you know they wanted The city of Denver wanted that park because they wanted to turn it into something that could generate revenue, and they had the grant from the government as part of the New Deal. So another interesting tie to history that Red Rocks is a byproduct of the New Deal, and now, like, hippies smoke weed in it, which I don't think was the original intent, That is, but I like it. Yeah, that is interesting, and I have to
1: wonder, like, how long it would have taken people to get from Denver to Red Rocks like in the early 1900s?
0: It was, it would be like a day or a half day excursion because you could take the railroad up, which wasn't very long. Oh, okay. If you had a car, you could drive and there were buses and things like that. But it was a little, I think it felt a little more removed. And Red Rocks as an amphitheater was always kind of a special event place, which you you can just feel it When you go there, you feel removed. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just looking around, you're seeing all of these prehistoric rocks. And then if you're high up enough, you can see the whole Denver skyline. And it really is quite an experience. And I, I love it. The only reason that I don't enjoy seeing shows at Red Rocks is because the amount of people who are there stresses me the fuck out. If it was a not somehow, if they somehow had a concert at Red Rocks that was not full of people, which would be impossible, it would be the most amazing experience. It is the most beautiful venue that I've ever gone to.
1: I mean, I think it's it's, stunning. It's probably one of the most beautiful in the United States, if not.
0: It always gets ranked like top 10, one of the like iconic music venues and it's always up there for bands too if you ask musicians like what's one of the places a lot of them will say one of their number one places that they want to play is red rocks for sure um and that might also be because coloradans are super fucking cool bro they're cool we're super chill we're gonna get you contact high for sure (laughs) so here is so that's the general history of Morrison and of Red Rocks and the reason I think it's important is because in urban legends it's always better to know like to steep yourself in like what is actually happening in the area that the legend takes place. Could that be part of the reason? And Red Rocks has had a rather kind of like famous history. It's always been a point of interest in this area. People have always wanted to go see it. So I feel like that generates a lot of energy. And then when you generate a lot of energy, someone somewhere is gonna say, Oh hey, there's a ghost.
1: Well, and if there was, you know, there was obviously the forcible removal of the native people, and then there were even the homesteaders and everybody getting kicked out, like that's a lot of negative energy and you know, people yeah, probably it's a lot of negative energy didn't take that well. No.
0: It did not, um, I think a lot of them, you know, they tried to sue the city of Denver. There was a whole, there was a whole thing. And there are other, like, paranormal happenings that people will say they experience when they're at Red Rocks. And one of the other most common ones is that people will claim, like, when they're hiking and just around the trails that they'll hear, like, drums. That'd be neat. Um, I wouldn't be mad about that. And that might be... No, I would not be mad about that. I'd probably be like, hey, I'm real sorry that we all just came in and stole your shit. Sorry about that. Um, do you want an offering? Here, you, here you go. I'll pick
1: up trash on my way.
0: Okay. I'll pick up some trash. Like I'm not going to dirty or gross this place out because it's beautiful. Oh, another here's another fun tidbit about Red Rocks that you might not know. What do you think? was the first rock concert that ever took place at Red Rocks. Who do you think it would be?
1: Oh, I feel like somebody told me this a while back and now I don't remember. Hmm. I have no idea. I can't even guess. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know which era to guess.
0: It was, well, I thought for sure there would have been other... Like really famous bands that came through because being open since 1941 consistently—that's a really long time for a venue to be open. Right. Um, but the first—the first rock concert was actually the Beatles in 1964. <gasps> I almost guessed that. Ah, uh, yup. Should have gone with it. Um, and I read—I read this other thing. They were like, "Yeah, it didn't even sell out." Huh. <laughs> the Beatles, and that was their height. Like that was the Beatle invasion. That was Beatlemania. Like, they were fucking everywhere. And I was like, okay, so apparently Colorado was already, I guess, more of a heady crowd. Yeah. Back in the day. Too cool for it. Fish is banned from playing there. What? Why? So, because they're, they have too big of a crowd. Oh, no. Like, consist- yeah, consistently. And that happened, I think, in, like, the early 90s. And... Ever since that, there have always been the it's I guess it's kind of like an urban legend. There's always that rumor of like they're gonna close red rocks. All bands are gonna be forbidden from playing there because the rocks are gonna fall down. And we're gonna put a pin in that one because that's only a little bit true. But it's not true for people for the reasons people think that it is. So it's like you're right, but. For the wrong reasons. Huh. So you're wrong, but you're right. So as far as some of the true crime that has been in the area, obviously the the biggest true crime is the forced removal of the Wimanooch and the Arapaho and the Southern Paiute. The Shoshone lived here. The Comanche lived here. Um, the Diné lived in Colorado. Um, I think I said the Arapaho... The Cheyenne. So that's, I think, in Colorado, like, the biggest true crime um, is that they were all forcibly removed between the periods of 1849 to 1880. And it's, like, pretty fucking terrible. Um, Right. The Wimanuch and the Southern Ute still live in colorado they both have reservations in southwestern colorado right near four corners and uh mesa verde Mm -hmm. um so that's where their current their reservations are um but they're not gone which i think a lot of people in colorado they tend to have that discussion of like oh well when tribes existed it's like no they still they're still, like, living, breathing humans. They still exist. They're still around. You can, you know, they're human. Like, you can go meet folks. There was. If you, if you want.
1: There was a powwow in Brighton this summer.
0: I didn't oh, get yeah. to go. Because I didn't find a, out
1: about it in time. But
0: Yeah. They, there's a huge one that happens in Denver every year. And one of the nonprofits that I have volunteered with and work with. And am very involved in because I really like what they do. They have a relationship with the Northern Arapaho who live in Wyoming, and the Northern Arapaho. Um, a lot of the tribes members will come down for the powwow in Denver that happens every spring. It's a huge powwow, and it is a lot of fun. The dancing is unreal. The oh, dancing competitions it. are incredible. They're absolutely incredible. I ah, oh, such a good time. So additional. True crime. There was a lot of it that happens in and around the Morrison area that I'm not going to cover because they're on our list. Gotcha. So I'm not going to say anything about them. Uh, So stay tuned. One is, so stay tuned. Um, There's a kidnapping and then there's a murderer and they have occurred in the area. But that's all, that's all people are going to find out about right now. Um. As far as in modern history, at Red Rocks itself, there has been, um, there has been a lot of incidents. And when I say that, I mean, there's a lot of people who get hurt and die at Red Rocks. Um,
1: I did not expect that. And I don't know why. Like, it makes sense when you think about it. it
0: It happens all the time. Um, so in 2011, this was according to Westward, which is a local Denver magazine, um, journalism platform, uh, 2011, several people actually sued the venue because they were hit in the head by rocks during shows. So that is a real thing that like rocks will fall down. And they have been known to hit people in the head. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's kind of, especially if you've gone to the venue for shows or if you're super familiar with it. Like, I've been to Red Rocks several times. And it's sort of just this running joke of, like, don't get hit in the head with any rocks. Don't <laughs> fall and fucking die. That one I could see. <laughs> and that's because several people have fallen and died um rocks do fall down again it's sedimentary rock and sedimentary rock is a lot more porous so it erodes at a higher rate which is why there's naturally occurring caves uh, which also helps with the acoustics but also sedimentary rock like sandstone and limestone and things like that it does erode and it will break apart like this is not volcanic it's not hardcore fused together like fucking granite granite is a really 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 hard stone and red rocks is a softer material and it's a concert venue fucking zed's dead was up there this year just like blasting bass and like that's gonna shake shit or so it's a it's an it's a natural or it's hazard. Hatch- or it's the hatchet, the hatchet, lady, hatchet lady and she's fucking pissed at you.
1: Saying, turn down or- that music.
0: She saw you sparking up. Yeah. Exactly. Get off my lawn. Um, why do I shake my fist like people can see it? People who are listening cannot see what I'm doing. But I have a lot of... I'll
1: cut that part of the video and put it on social media. Just- I
0: have a lot of hand motions. So rocks have been known to fall and strike people. In 2012, a 27-year-old woman named Alicia Brower um, died after she fell from trying to climb the rocks. And she fell about 100 feet, and she died as a result of her injuries. You're not supposed to climb the rocks. You are not supposed to climb the rocks. Almost a year to the day before that. So I believe Alicia Brower died, like, June 18th of 2012, and June 17th, 2011, a 20-year-old female hiker slipped on one of the trails, and she also fell. Because the trails are pretty steep. Like, especially if you go off trail at Red Rocks, there's not a lot of fences. There's signs that say, don't fucking do this. But it's also very easy to lose your footing. Unfortunately, she did lose her footing. And she fell and died as a result of her injuries. In 2014, three people were shot at the venue during a Nas and Schoolboy Q concert, but none of them were killed. In 2015, another showgoer fell to his death after he was climbing a rock at a concert. And his friend, who tried to grab him, also fell, but the friend survived. And... This year, July of 2022, there was a fatal head-on collision at the road leading up to one of the main gates. A van and a sedan did a head-on collision and ran into each other, and someone was killed. So
1: this might be this might be a coincidence, but the night that I went to the sandlot in the summer, I don't remember when it was in the summer, but we were leaving and we heard a giant crash. But I never figured out what it was.
0: Oh. You know, that could have easily been another one. This one, I think, happened before a concert.
1: Hmm.
0: But I... Weren't they showing Sandlot right around 4th of July? Because this was, like, right around 4th of July.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. It was, like, right after. Actually, the movie wasn't even over yet. We were leaving a little bit early, so it was still during the movie. I don't know. It could have been another one. But, yeah, we heard, like, a... Huge crash. It wouldn't surprise me. It's not like it's lit no, or anything the, out there. the so. roads
0: to get up there are very windy. They're very narrow. You have actual red rocks on one side and then just, like, slope on the other. People are leaving a venue under the influence of anything and everything. And it's, and it's not very well lit. Like, red rocks is super dark. And... It's very, it can be really dangerous. Like Red Rocks in the day, stunning, beautiful, gorgeous venue, even Red Rocks at night. Gorgeous, gorgeous place to be in mother nature. But in the dark, for even non-supernatural reasons, it is steep, it is slippery. You cannot see where you're going and there are ledges. It is very unforgiving terrain. So for anyone who's listening and is like, oh, my God, I want to go check out Red Rocks someday, you should. You absolutely should. Do not wander off trail. Don't climb the rocks. Definitely. No matter how magical they are or how magical those mushrooms you ate make you think they are, don't climb the rocks at Red Rocks. Uh, There are signs everywhere that tell you not to do it, but people still do it. And... Be safe when you're driving around in there. It's beautiful. Come on and visit. Come on come on and see us. Just be safe. Be safe, kids. Because, you know, if you're like fucking around, the hatchet lady might get you. She might.
1: Exactly. She is Red Rock's version of Fuck Around and Find Out. She
0: is. The more you fuck around, the more you find out. I actually had <laughs> a I'll tell that one off the air. Uh He's never going to listen to this. Um, I had a, an ex-gentleman, and he got in a car accident leaving Red Rocks. Like, he ran into another vehicle. Um, there was some substances involved at the time. And no, I was not in the car. I just found out about it after the fact. But it people getting hurt up there and, like, slipping and falling and getting into accidents happens all the time. So there's just a lot... That is generated in that space. So it would make complete and total sense that when you are up there and for some reason there's not a show going on or it's off season or something like that and you see exactly how remote it is, it makes total sense that you'd see some shit. That tracks. Right. That tracks. Yeah. I'd buy Mm -hmm. it. For sure. So that is the Hatchet Lady of Red Rocks. Um, Do you have any lingering questions?
1: Um, I have
0: thoughts. Tell me. What are your thoughts?
1: So I do love the idea of the hatchet lady that, because from what you said, she doesn't like, she's not still killing people, really. She's just chasing you off. Yeah. She's just like, hey, stop. (laughs) And like, yeah, she's just like, get off my lawn. So I love that. I also love the idea that she was doing this before she died. And then she maybe just died and didn't even notice and just, like, kept doing her thing.
0: Like the, um, the Hogwarts history teacher. Yes. Who was a ghost. And it's just because he died at his post and he didn't even realize, like, he just kept going. Yeah. Just didn't notice. Respect.
1: Right? Mm -hmm. That is a.
0: That's dedication. Yeah.
1: That is a person who is very confident in their, in who they are and, like, what they Mm -hmm. are here to do.
0: Yeah. yeah. They've done a lot of shadow work. They are grounded. Right? That's... I respect the hatchet lady. I respect her. Yeah. I respect her dedication. I respect her drive. You know what? I'm a little crotchety myself. Would I ever chase somebody with a hatchet? No. But would I yell? Yeah.
1: I cannot promise that when I'm an old lady, I would not chase someone with a hatchet. <laughs>
0: I can't make that statement.
1: I can't make that promise.
0: I don't know if more people keep moving to this damn state then I might. <laughs> I I I just might. I say that as a as a transplant. As a transplant. Myself. I've
1: been told that we're using We've been here long enough that we don't count anymore. Yes. We came before the big rush,
0: I guess. Yeah. So. We did before the uh the green rush. I mean or the green boom. What are they calling it? I don't even know official name.
1: But we did it before it was cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't shit in my town when I moved here. And you know what? I liked it that way. I still like it. But I for sure liked it that way. It was sleepy. It was nice.
1: Sleepy's lovely. And then you can go into the city if you want excitement.
0: Yeah. then I wanna get all when I wanna get all geared up. We're going into the city uh on Friday.
1: Nice. I'm going yeah. on Saturday.
0: So is it, are you going to Denver? I think I it's guess. In Denver. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what, I'm trying to figure out like what I do and do not talk about online. I know, right?
1: I mean, this mm-hmm. is definitely not going to be posted before we go. <laughs> so it's probably okay.
0: I know, for sure, but... Um okay yes. It is in it yes. is in Denver. Okay, it's,
1: cool. It's in Denver. Um I think I did actually go there one time now. What's the parking like? Um I found street parking. Oh, but you know what? The only time I went was on a Tuesday. Because it was after okay. a book release. Fun fact, apparently books are released on Tuesdays. So
0: like forever? Like that's yeah. a permanent thing. Like Why? you
1: know how like um I wanna say CDs were on Thursdays all the time. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently books are on Tuesdays. They
0: wanted to they wanted to get it in and make sure they had the whole weekend for sales. I guess. I feel like books always being released on Tuesdays. I feel like that's some shit that like William Randolph Hearst back in the day decided. Like one of those gilded age monopolists was just like I decided because I like this day or my wife who's really into spiritualism pulled a tarot card and told me that I would die a bajillionaire if we release books on Tuesdays <laughs> so now we're only releasing books on Tuesdays and someone made that decision in like 1898 and now we're still dealing with it
1: that definitely has to be the reason it it's was gotta that- be
0: that. you know what I don't even want to fact check it that's no. the reason
1: no, it all goes back to spiritualism.
0: Yep, every
1: does. Every decision this country has ever made goes back to dis- spiritualism.
0: You know what? A lot of it does. That's it does. A wild. <laughs> that was a wild time in America's history. I wonder we They were what... just doing some shit.
1: I wonder what the spiritualist history of Colorado is, though. Because I've only ever heard about, like, the East Coast.
0: Yeah. I feel like... You just came up with a fantastic new research idea.
1: I did. I'm gonna add it to the list because I already have my next one picked out. Researched. Ooh.
0: I'm so excited. Dude, this—the one that I found when I was researching the Hatchet Lady—I was like, "This is wild!" And it kind of feeds into the whole spiritualist movement. So, um, that's Ooh. gonna be great. I like That's gonna it. So That's going to be so cool. Um, was there anything else that we needed to cover about this? Did I, I forget so. anything? I don't think so. It was
1: super interesting. You did a good job. I'm so excited. I get to talk about this stuff now.
0: You. I know. It's, I was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. Really? Um, and I like town history. I know a lot about some very specific things that i made my hyperfixation for a little while. Hmm. And just living in the area for so long, i've done a lot of volunteering in like the canyon up and around Boulder, um, and some other places in Boulder County. I'm trying to not say <laughs> not like exactly pinpoint where i this live is my and address. It. <laughs> so, this is where i am and here's my work schedule. Um
1: this is when my partner's not home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude. he would be like, Katie. Oh, honey. No. You gotta stop. I actually he knows me better. He'd be like, Are you sick? Did you just actually tell people like details about yourself? Are you feeling okay? Do you I need don't to even call tell someone? your friends. You don't even tell your friends what you're doing most of the time. Um
1: Same, I'm very bad at communication. I'm
0: so I'm so bad. I don't mean to be. I feel
1: like I'm at a point in my life now, though, where all of my friends are like that, and so none of us get mad if it takes a week to return a text,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or if like you get a reminder text four days in.
0: Yeah, I think that's you know what that's totally fair because I my um, Achilles heel with my phone is I cannot stand the red notification. It gets in my brain and it might as well be nails on a chalkboard. I cannot stand it. So I have to get rid of that. Even if I do not have time to actually read what happened and address it, I have to get rid of it. And I go, oh, I'll come back to that later. And then I don't. And that is a lie. That I tell myself, and then I I forget, and I realize it's been four, five, six days, maybe six weeks, maybe it's gone so long around the bend that I just think, well, that ship has sailed.
1: It's nice knowing them.
0: Goodbye. Like, even when I was on dating apps, that was the worst. When I was on dating stuff, because I would just make it go away, and then would have would never reach out to somebody so then they would just like unmatch me oh and I would think like oh well i suppose you weren't that cute because if you were i might have maybe talked to you probably I not probably, but maybe
1: i might have put more effort in if i actually liked you
0: yeah probably like, not eh, or- okay i didn't even realize you said hi to me so you matched me said hi and then unmatched me All in a span that I didn't know you existed, so that's no skin off my back.
1: Right, and I mean, realistically, clearly they're not a good match if they expect that kind of commitment from you.
0: Yeah, come on, fool. Like, even Christian, I will take a little bit of time getting back to. And we talk constantly. He's texting me right now because he's at work. And I told him to eat a salad, and he said, how about eat a sandwich instead? And I went, Okay hey man it's food
1: right just eat something
0: please eat something especially as a chef they just don't
1: I could see they that. don't eat much it's a very busy yeah. job
0: it's a very very busy and you're around food but you're not eating food so he gets there and then you know, he's doing a bunch of prep work and then the restaurant is open. So it ends up being eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And he realizes that he hasn't eaten in 12, 13 hours. That's fair. So that was my tangent.
1: I could see that. I, um, I do the opposite on notifications. I decide that I'm too busy to check them, but I don't want to forget about them. So I let them linger and just fester into anxiety
0: one of those there's why are those people always friends there's the people <laughs> who never have the notifications and then there's the people who have like you have 10,000 unread emails and i am friends with all the people who have the 10,000 emails and the hundreds of text messages and the notifications and i i have looked at sarah's phone and it has given me anxiety. How do you live?
1: I don't I don't know. My my anxiety is very high.
0: That's why I do my uh, my hot girl walk. It's my mental health walk. It's not actually a hot girl walk. Um Katie, if you're doing
1: it, it's definitely a hot girl walk.
0: <laughs> I think I look like a cave troll when I do them, especially cuz if there's no snow on the ground, then I'll do it outside as long as it's not ass cold um so like the past couple days no I have not done it I will walk on my treadmill in my house instead that's fair
1: I don't do the cold
0: and I'm all bundled up like I have my hood and my jacket and all my gloves and my scarf and I'm just power walking out there um but it really helps my sanity because you just push All of that energy that, like, buzzes around in your head, you just push it outside of you.
1: Nice. Yeah, I might have to start doing that. I used to take a lot of walks, and then I just, I don't know, kind of stopped.
0: Walks are great. They're so good for you, physically, emotionally. Like, walking is really, like the primary physical activity that humans were really good at doing were bipedal because it's far more energy efficient for us to walk on two legs. Um, so it, it just, it's natural. It's natural for us to do. And it doesn't have to be strenuous. You know, you could, you could listen to this podcast while you're walking. Just
1: exactly throwing that
0: out there. Throw that out, there are people. Um, Drink water. Go on a walk. Stretch your body. I don't know what you're doing right now, but do those three things.
1: I also found it was really good for my relationships. Yeah, Especially if we were, like, fighting. I would Mm -hmm. make my now husband go for a walk with me, especially in the dark, because then, like, you don't have to look at each other, so it's just, like, easier. And the movement helps your brain kind of process things i think so we took a lot of walks when we were fighting
0: (laughs) hey that i feel like that's a really healthy thing to do
1: and when we weren't fighting like we took a lot of walks for a long time it's only been in the last couple of years we kind of stopped Mm because life but
0: because life i i can't imagine what's been going on the past few years (laughs) Auntie.
1: do tell so mysterious I can't figure it out it's definitely not that I spend a solid hour and a half every night doing bath and bedtime
0: of course not no No. Mm -mm. definitely not it that tiny humans are fighting you for existence at every turn
1: no tiny humans are notoriously not demanding they're very easy Mm -hmm. They're kind of like houseplants. You just have to, like, water them every so often.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you can just lock the door, leave them at home. They're good. Right? Totally. Someone will check in on you, like, maybe once a day. Yeah. Yeah, It's fine.
1: They're fine. You put some, like, wood chips in the corner for them, they're fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Here you go. They're litter box trained. It's totally okay. We're joking, people. Absolutely. Don't at me. Don't at me. Um, in case you can't tell,
1: I have never put my children in a cage.
0: No, I don't even have children to put in a cage. So I have have rats, but they have to be in a cage. So like,
1: yeah. they're it's
0: humane. They're very humane.
1: Even if I wanted to neglect my children like that, they would they would very vocally remind me. That that is not going to happen. Oh, that yeah. is not what they need, especially, like, especially the girl. She's been very vocal about everything lately.
0: Or just bitch, you thought one hundred percent her attitude lately. Oh my god, it's killing me. You're gonna, you're doing a great job. I just thank gotta you. say, thank you. You're you're doing wonderful amazing things just drink water stretch
1: take walks go on
0: walks go on walks even if it's walking in place you know just do it i don't know why i'm doing the walking motion no one can see me but it's for I'm the going vibes. for a walk right now do it for the vibes it's for the vibes man mm. do it for the crops <laughs> do it for the crops
1: I love that that's a joke, and I don't so, even think... That was on, like, a test episode. It's not even,
0: like, a real thing. I'm going to have
1: to, like, release that
0: clip at some point. Because if we're going to put it on a t-shirt, yeah, people are going to have to know where it came from. I think it's a particularly hilarious idea. But
1: I think it's absolutely spectacular. I also, spectacular.
0: when I'm slap happy, then I think everything that I do and say is funny. And when I'm not so tired... I realized that maybe I was a little too generous with myself. Um, No. We're hilarious. Yeah, we're fucking hilarious. That's right. We're supposed to be kind to ourselves on this podcast. We're going to use kind words. We're fucking hilarious. Um, Speaking of hilarity, if you'd like to see more of our antics that when we have them, we'll show you. Where can they find us, Andy?
1: Well, if they want to talk to us directly, they can shoot us an email at the number two girls who scare easily at gmail dot com. Or if they want to share their spooky stories or Red Rocks experiences, we would also yeah. welcome those.
0: Yes, please. Yeah, if you've had an encounter with the Hatchet Lady, please tell us.
1: Absolutely, that would be so exciting. That'd be great. Anyway, uh, or you can find us on social media on Instagram also at the number 2 girls who scare easily. And if we get organized, we'll post some pictures of Red Rocks.
0: We'll we'll, we'll do it. There's some great I think I actually have some pictures from shows that I can probably send you oh, that turned out like pretty okay. Also, on the internet, there's beautiful pictures
1: of For the sure. venue
0: itself. And it is stunning. So that
1: is For next Halloween, we could just dress up as the Hatchet Lady and walk around. As the Hatchet Lady?
0: Someone, we would end up dead. Someone would. would,
1: Or arrested. Someone,
0: yeah, arrested for sure. But I really feel like someone, their fight, flight, or freeze response is just gonna be fighter to our detriment.
1: Definitely.
0: I can just see it now. Local woman murdered because she was seemingly a ghost. (laughs) I'm just yelling like, I swear it wasn't me. Oh, no. Oh, that'd be a wild time. Although, you know, you could like make her in your yard. Oh. You could make like a, like paper mache or like the chicken wire. Mm Mm-hmm stuff like the ghost kind of effect that i've seen on pinterest all the time and i was just never brave enough to copy it also i don't have a yard um you know where you do it's like chicken wire and yeah what do you put on top of it it's not paper mache because it has to be a little more substantial but you basically create an illusion of a ghost
1: in my head it was a bedsheet, so you- but that could be wrong
0: you could try it see what happens. But you could do that.
1: I could. That would kind of fit with my my Halloween decor vibe I'm going for now. I did like a witch camp thing this year.
0: Yeah. It was very um, Blair Witch Project. Yes. I'm very excited about very. it.
1: I, okay, so cool. speaking of Halloween, one last thing. Um, this is currently the strangest thing in my house. If we're
0: going to continue that game. Oh, yes. Let's continue the game. What's the strangest thing?
1: I found this on sale at Joanne's Fabric. Uh, And it lights up. Is that an anglerfish? It's an anglerfish skeleton that lights up. And it lights up. That is amazing. It's my new favorite thing. And I keep trying to like. Oh, my God tell myself that I should put it with my Halloween decorations but really I just want it to live on my shelf all the time so we're gonna see what husband has to say about that
0: it should just just like put it somewhere
1: I could just where like it blend in I could just move it around every so often yes it'll be yeah, like like
0: with um it'll be like it a horrifying little...
1: elf on the shelf ah oh. Put
0: a Santa hat on it and say that it's a Christmas decoration. I'll just decorate him for every holiday. Yes. Perfect. Does he have a name?
1: No, not yet. Do you have any
0: suggestions? Mmm. Anglerfish. I'd say Adam, but like that's too easy. Because it's just A and then A.
1: I feel like I know a bunch of Adams too that might take offense.
0: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) You trying to say that's what I look like? No, clearly, you do not have the protruding bottom jaw, and you don't have the cool dangly thing on your head.
1: Yeah, you are not Um, nearly as dignified as my anglerfish. I saw someone at... Sorry, I just froze trying to remember if you were there or not. Um, I saw someone at the bar, and they had, like, an anglerfish balloon animal thing. It was like that's a little a great, hat and it like lit up at the end. It was fantastic.
0: That's we a great fantastic. Halloween costume. Oh, I love that. It was perfect. I love that journey for you. <laughs> I'll think about a name. I feel like it's got to be something that you're just kind of like putting him around different parts of the house, trying to see how he feels. The name will come to you. Probably. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so. You have to let these things happen yeah. organically.
0: Yeah. Like a good a person can't give themselves a nickname. The nickname has to be given to them. It's like those people who are like, Some can call me Nighthawk. And you're like, That's no one nobody calls, no one you calls you that. You that. Nobody calls you that. Like, did you give yourself that nickname? Like, um like really bad restaurants or random like tourist traps where you can very much tell that they're just the self-proclaimed like yarn capital of the world like you can't give yourself that name i don't know how you go about being awarded yarn capital of the world but you can't just like say it and make it true
1: right there has to be some sort of verification
0: process yeah there's got to be like a vetting process so there's gonna be a vetting process for mr angler
1: It'll come to me. It's going to be great.
0: I still think the weirdest thing I have in my house right now is the hair. But, you know, I do have to go to some flea markets and some thrift stores and start my holiday shopping. So that could change. I'm probably going to find some weird stuff there. Fair. And I'll say that it's a Christmas present to myself. Even though my actual Christmas present to myself is going to be... Tattoos. Ooh, that's exciting. Because I'm, I'm an adult with adult money, and that means that I can just get a tattoo whenever I feel like it.
1: I am also going to get tattoos. I'm very excited. When? I don't know yet. I'm still working out the exact design. I'll send you a picture. It's oh, going to oh, have... It's going to be so fun. I think it's going to be like a, a subtle Alice in Wonderland theme. Mm -hmm. But, like, not like the movie, like the actual books. Mm -hmm. Um, Even weirder. Yes. Yes. The books were very weird. Delightfully so. And I think I want it to, like, kind of come over this shoulder and then down across my back onto my opposite hip.
0: Oh, so that's going to be, like, a piece. That's my
1: plan. We'll see. I only have, like, one little piece of it kind of worked out, mm-hmm. but I have, I have thoughts.
0: Nice, just your whole body. Just all of it. The whole body, the body is a canvas. Was there anything else? We told them where to find us. Yes, we did. I think that's all. Anything else we needed to say? No. Okay. What? Should, how should we say like the goodbye?
1: I don't know. I feel like that has to come organically as well. Yeah. Because... I
0: don't know. Because I don't know what it would... I don't know what it would be. It's definitely not me yawning. That's not the goodbye. That's just, no. Um... I
1: mean, I guess for now we just say bye. I guess, uh, I guess,
0: uh, <laughs> tune in for our next episode it'll be very and, exciting um it's gonna be super exciting i don't know what it's gonna be so i'm thrilled find us on social media email us if you have any red rock stories or any stories or, in general or another colorado spooky story that you want to say or if you just want to say hey hi how you doing and um Thanks for listening. Rate, review. Stay hydrated. Subscribe. Oh, yeah. Right? Review and subscribe. I forget that that's a thing. I need to do that on the other podcast, too. Oh, yeah. I didn't say that. I have another podcast. Uh, if you guys want to listen, and if you like science fiction and fantasy, you can hop on over to Two Girls and a TARDIS, where my friend Brittany and I are doing a deep dive of Doctor Who. and Any and all things science fiction, fantasy, nerddom related, and that is available on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. We're also on Instagram at Two Girls in a TARDIS. Um, Perfect. So I think that's.
1: I think that's it. That's it. I think we're done.
0: Stay hydrated.
1: Episode three in the bag.
0: Like, oh yeah, I was I was uh buried alive to be a tent pole. You? Oh yeah, for sure. I was thrown off a cliff. For the summer. You know, make sure that it we had a good harvest. For the the crops. crops. Do it for the crops. Do it for the crops.